0: From Buck studio at Wisconsin Public Radio, this is Zorba Pastor on your health. I'm Tom Clark, here again with family doc Zorba Pastor, talking with you about what's new in healthy living, sharing some down-to-earth advice and great lifestyle tips to help you get the most out of life. If you have a question for the good doc, the number to call is 800-462-7413. And along with their calls, we have some topics to talk about, Zorba. Right, e-cigarettes. Do they lead to a
1: higher use of spending on health services? Interesting data. We'll talk about that. And cranberries may improve your memory, may ward off dementia. It might be time to take stock and buy stocks in cranberries. We'll talk about that.
0: I'm looking forward to that one. I bet you are. What's our (laughs) special recipe today? Oh, you're
1: going to love it, Tom. You're going to love it. It's not a burger. It's not beef. It's coconut tofu stir-fry.
0: Mmm, good. Sounds delicious, doesn't it? I'm actually looking forward to it. (laughs) To the phones we go now, though, Zorba, at 1-800-462-7413. That's 800-462-7413. Our first caller joins us from Post Falls, Idaho. Hi.
2: Hello.
0: How can we help?
2: Well, first, I just want to say thank you so much for taking my call. I love the show. You guys are wonderful. So thank you so much thank for you. all thank you, you provide. Thank you. So my question is regarding cold sores. Um, it's something that I've had to deal with most of my life, and uh, I feel like I'm becoming immune to everything topical and uh, the medications I've been on. So I'm just wondering, Dr. Zorba, if you have any home remedies or any brilliant ideas on how to um how to uh deal with these? Sure. <laughs> any anything kinda outside of the box. Uh because like I said, I just feel like I've done everything and nothing seems to work anymore what and What have you
1: what have you been putting on your cold source when you get them?
2: I've used everything from Herpesin L mm-hmm. to Brave to Lysine Lip Balm mm-hmm. to Raw Honey to Blistex.
1: So all the stuff. And now, is it herp yeah. Is it a herpes cold sore?
2: I believe so. I mean, that's what my um, I, I've been taking like acyclovir. Oh, so, you so you've been taking system.
1: acyclovir. How? So when mm-hmm. you ta- do you take that every day? How do you take that?
2: First stretch, I did, and um, it kind of kept them at bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they, it just seemed to stop working. So I haven't been taking it lately. But uh-huh. um, I just feel like I've kind of given up hope.
1: <laughs> Never give up hope. That's the that should be the <laughs> subtext of our show. Never give up never you right that you like that time <laughs> oh yeah He's shaking us oh, out yeah. I love that. oh, yeah. that's it he never never go about uh i want to get back to the medication whether or not it's it's a herpes cold sir um so did somebody make the diagnosis of herpes tell me a little bit about it have you looked on the net to see if it looks like a herpes cold sir with little bubbles well yeah i
2: mean i it's it's something that I've uh, dealt with most of my life, as I said. But like, it's it's blistery, it's painful, mm-hmm. and it's. Um, I know that they're related to the shingles virus. Right, because right, right. Sometimes right, right. I'll have okay. just intense pain on just one side of Got my it. face and my body.
1: Got it. So it sounds like it is in what we call an aphthous ulcer that is not a herpes ulcer. So you've tried oh. acyclovir. There's several mm-hmm. other. Uh, medications. There's valacyclovir and, uh, and famcyclovir, but valacyclovir. And what I would do if you have these continuous cold sores is they happen, how, how many times a month do they happen?
2: Um, I would say on average, like one to two times a month.
1: All right. So, what I would do is I would try the, in all seriousness, I would try the other antiviral drugs and see if they'll make a difference. Because for some people, mm-hmm. they really do make a difference. Because if you do have herpes, mm-hmm. and I'm going to make that uh, assumption that you do, it lives in the nerve, it stays in the nerve. We never actually get rid of it. And it just, for some people, it just comes and goes and comes and goes. We don't know what brings mm-hmm. it on. We know that sunscreen can make a difference you know, because that can matter. We know that it happens with cold, it happens with heat. But for someone like you, it's happening on and off. And I would look at valacyclovir or one of the other, like famcyclovir, and see whether or not that would work, because acyclovir is only one within that category. And another one might work for you. You want have you talked to your doctor about any of the other meds?
2: Not lately, no, but um, you said that
1: valacyclovir or samcyclovir? Valacyclovir is longer acting, so that's the one that I tend to use more than acyclovir, which is the first one in the class. So what I would do is send a note to your doctor, call them up and say, look, I want to try some viral suppression. And some people can take the drug for three to six months and then stop it, and then it no longer occurs unless they they have a feeling like it's going to occur, and then they step right away and take it for three to five days. So the trick that I have in my bag of tricks is to try another antiviral. You've only tried acyclovir. There are several of them in the class and they're generic. So none of them are too expensive.
2: Right. Now, do you have any, any um, tricks for a topical relief?
1: that 's the hard part, you know when it I yeah. mean it sounds like you 've tried everything that 's out there, basically you know you, we use counter irritants like campphophonique Carmex, the other things that go in there that really that really can stop the pain and discomfort and you said that but there 's nothing that's perfect for topical relief now, there are lots mm-hmm. of home remedies for cold sores. Mm-hmm. and I bet a lot of our listeners will now write us emails of cold recipes that i 'm not mentioning, <laughs> but there are definitely folk recipes because these are common. But I would go to the antiviral and try a different one to see because several times a month is way too much. And you've got to get that virus to simply stop sort of replicating and rearing its ugly head.
2: Yeah, you're telling me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. I'm telling you. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Because you've got it. And especially since it's so painful.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's that's why I just you know one day I was listening to the radio and I was like you know I bet Doctor Zorba would have a good thought on this because I'm just I'm all out of thoughts. Um, but uh, thank you so much, and I will let my doctor know that uh, the good radio doctor has spoken. <laughs> um, I really appreciate your help.
0: Thank you. Thanks for your call. Yeah, we appreciate that call. at 800 462 7413. 800 462 7413. So, Zorba, e cigarettes may lead to. A higher use of and spending on health services? Mm, kind, of, kind of a question. You know, so
1: we know about tobacco. We know smoking is bad. We know smoking will lead to higher health care issues. And the question is, what about e-cigarettes? Uh, now, e-cigarettes use is increasing among young adults. Back in 2012, it was only about 2.5% that used e-cigarettes. And now it's gone up to 7.5%. That's a big jump. You know, e-cigarettes are really becoming sort of the cigarette of choice. And the question is whether or not Vaping among young adults will actually make a difference in their life. And I'm of the belief, I'm definitely of the belief, that the only thing you should breathe into your lungs is good air-free of pollution. And e-cigarettes, just like regular cigarettes, are a form of pollution. We should think of it as a polluting issue. So anyway, researchers from the University of California in San Francisco set out to look at the data from e-cigarette users. So they looked at about 120,000 adults in a survey the National Health Interview survey from 2015 to 2018, they looked at tobacco, they looked at e-cigarettes, they looked at health status, they looked at insurance coverage, so on. And they looked at times that they went into the hospital and whether they went into the air. ER. And lo and behold, they found roughly that about three and a half percent of the people on this survey, remember this is a survey started in 2015, about, you know, three and a half, four percent were using e-cigarettes. And they were more likely to end up in the emergency room, end up in the hospital, end up needing home health care visits and other things. Now, <clears throat> is this open and shut? Well, not exactly. They also found that about 24, 25% of the cigarette users were also heavy drinkers. Mm. So it may be that e-cigarettes and drinking may also go hand in hand. But I think the issue that Comes down to the fact that a lot of people think, well, I'm not smoking, you know, tobacco. I'm smoking e cigarettes and they're safe. They're not going to bother me at all. And this is just one of several studies that show we don't know the long term effects of e cigarettes. We don't know the short term effects of e cigarettes. Are they better than tobacco and regular smoking? I think they probably are. But the reality is they are not benign. Hmm. Interesting.
0: Yep. is our number. That's 800-462-7413. A voicemail now, Zorba, from uh, Minnesota.
3: I'm 68 years old, and my doctor says my vitamin D levels are low. I should supplement that. My question is, what are some real good sources of natural vitamin D, and how... Are you able to pick out the better vitamin D in capsule form and what to look for? Thank you.
1: Great questions. Great questions. Natural source of vitamin D in the sun.
3: That's the natural (laughs) vitamin D. You
1: get vitamin D in the sun. You make it in your own body in the sun. And if you're living in Minnesota, it means for about a half an hour a day, you got to go outside, strip down to your skivvies, you know, wear like, you know, maybe a bathing suit or something and sit in the sun for about a half an hour. And you should do that midwinter when the sun isn't yeah, really oh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's, and that's what some crazy people up in Minnesota do when they're up there, they're doing their, their ice fishing, take off their shirt and they sit in the sun and they make some vitamin D. There are no natural sources, significant, significant natural sources of vitamin D. And that's uh, kind of where it comes from. We, you know, our vitamin D levels are lower. Now keep in mind, we make the levels. It's not as if Mother Nature came up when you were born and said, "Hey, Tom." You got to have a vitamin D level of 34, according to our test. We doctors make up the levels. There are artificial levels of what we think are the right levels for vitamin D. <laughs> you know, we're, what's natural here? Now, we know that vitamin D is important for a growing skeleton. Mm-hmm. We know vitamin D deficiency led to rickets in children. And the question is, what about vitamin D in adults? And there are many people who believe that low vitamin D leads to a whole bunch of things. Literally, it may be a link to depression. It maybe linked to heart disease, there are a whole bunch of questions about vitamin D and, and and so far it's still up in the air. So my recommendation is that people, especially living up north, take two thousand units, international units of vitamin D. Now, if you want to find out the right one to take, the reality is it should say USP. If it says USP, vitamin D, 2,000 units, USP, it it means it meets the U.S. pharmacopoeia for dissolution into your body. But the reality is it's a very easy drug to manufacture. So I would recommend a house brand, Walgreens, CVS, Target, Walmart, Costco. They're going to stand behind their vitamin it's going to be inexpensive, and it's going to have the right amount of vitamin D. When it comes to other manufacturers of vitamin D, I always question whether or not there's going to be enough, except vitamins are regulated by the feds unlike other micronutrients. So I think you can't go wrong with anyone, but a house brand is going to be cheaper, and they're going to stand behind it, and that's what I would use. When you buy your – do you buy – do you read it? – I've never asked you. Do you take any vitamins? No. Oh, well, that I can't ask you what <laughs> vitamin you take. You don't take any vitamins. Uh, what do you have in the morning for breakfast? You don't have any vitamins. What do I have in do you, the morning breakfast? for breakfast? Well, you used have to have Carnation instant breakfast cereal. I no, have cereal for but breakfast. What, what happened to Carnation? Like everybody else. What happened to Carnation? Actually, I did have cereal. This morning. What happened? Not everybody has cereal. Carl, do you? What did you have for breakfast this morning?
0: I don't usually eat breakfast. I'm still intermittent fasting.
1: Intermit, intermittent fasting. <laughs> okay. so you had, Brad, what do you have for breakfast?
0: Hard-boiled egg, he says. See? And yogurt and
1: See? Food. He has a good breakfast. He has a hard-boiled egg. He has yogurt
0: and fruit. You have cornflakes? What do I you eat for breakfast? I can't imagine that. No, I just have cereal. What do you mean?
1: What kind of cereal?
0: Well, I don't know what the brand is. You don't know
1: what the brand of Cereal? <laughs> I cereal. Mean, just buy cereal. You know, now that's a man with no taste. In other <laughs> words, give him cereal and he'll eat it. I had cereal this morning. for.
0: I don't usually have much for breakfast. Well, what, what, what kind of cereal did you have? Cornflakes. I had a great desire. Oh, no. Cornflakes. No, for they're, Kellogg's they're, they're Cornflakes. Flakes. You know,
1: they're skimpy. There aren't, <laughs> aren't, there aren't enough food there. Anyway. Getting back to it, yeah. if you have cereal, you end up getting vitamins because cereal is vitamin fortified. So cereal is vitamin fortified for, you know, to protect our children. Getting back to the question it had, vitamin D, store brand, 2,000 international units. And thank you
0: for your call. <laughs> At 800-462-7413. Before the break, uh, let's do a segment where Zorba – Takes on the mighty Internet. This is Google Doc. Doc, 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 Doc. The following email came to us from Bruce in Madison, Wisconsin. When I heard a caller talking about how his heart surgery seems to have cured his tinnitus, it reminded me of an unexpected, in quotes, cure I experienced last year. For several years, I had a rotator cuff impingement on my left shoulder that made it excruciating to lift my left arm if my forearm was at a right angle in front of me. I started seeing the PT right before the pandemic. She gave me some exercises to do at home that helped slightly, but clearly were not going to make me pain-free. And during the pandemic, I gradually stopped doing them. Last summer, Mm -hmm. I read a blog posting from a man who said that receiving the Moderna vaccine in his shoulder Mm -hmm. had relieved a long-standing pain he'd had there. I thought, hmm. I received the Moderna vaccine in my left shoulder. Uh I wonder whether I'd still have pain if I raised my arm. And so I tried it, and and lo and behold, absolutely no pain. Oh, and that continues to this day. Have you heard of anyone else? having this kind of positive experience from being vaccinated. Nope.
1: Haven't heard about that. This is, <laughs> this is new. I only don't, I don't heard about the other guy through her. But that's kind of interesting. How could that – I have no idea how that could actually be a side effect because it's nowhere near where the impingement syndrome is. On the other hand, if you had the Moderna vaccine in that shoulder and your pain went away – Take it to the bank. In other words, it worked for her. I have no idea why it would work. But, you know, people – a lot of people get pain with the injection, with the Moderna or the Pfizer shot injection. But in her case, it took her pain away. Way to go. Anyone who has shoulder pain, when you get your booster, get it in the shoulder with which has pain. You're smiling <laughs> thinking about whether or not it's a good idea or not.
0: Are you a little cynical about this? Well, I'm thinking that maybe you think – that this is all in the in their in 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 the mind. Yeah. No,
1: no, no. I, my mind, seriously, my mind is open. to All sorts of things. I'm wondering whether or not it's a placebo effect. Absolutely, I definitely wonder yeah, about it. Yeah. On the other hand. If it's the placebo effect and the pain went away, Whatever works. that's right. Yeah. I mean, that's certainly better than opioids that can kill you. I mean, in all seriousness, yeah. if you feel like it's going to work. But the placebo effect tends to only work for a certain amount of time. So maybe this is a side effect. You know, this, when we look at these immunizations, it's really new. I mean, they haven't been around that long and we don't know what some of the good good effects
0: are. And this might be one of the good effects. Do you have a tricky question for the good doc? He'll give it a shot. Just post on our Jeez. Facebook page Give or a send a us an email at Zorba at wpr.org. Who writes your materials? Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> you don't want to know. More of your calls to come. More of your emails will be uh, cooking up a tasty tofu stir fry too. Oh, I love it! I love it! Your mouth is watering when you say "tasty tofu stir fry." If, if you your say mouth so, just if is you watering. say so. All of that coming up on Zorba Passera on your health from PRX I'm Clark here with Family Doc Zorba Pastor on Zorba Pastor on Your Health. That number again is 800. 4627413, 4627413, if you have a question for Zorba. But right now, Zorba, let's do the recipe coconut tofu
1: stir fry. I can tell your mouth is watering right now. I mean, they don't call you Tofu Tom for nothing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> tofu for breakfast, tofu for lunch, tofu for dinner. I mean, I just know that. I know yeah. that about you. Yeah. You've changed your tune after all these years. You used to be anti tofu, and now you are. Uh, Still anti-tofu. Still anti-tofu. I get paid to do this, so I just just do it, (laughs) whether I like it or not. That's (laughs) right. Well, if you like tofu uh, and you like coconut, it's kind of an interesting recipe. And I like tofu, not every night, but I mean I like tofu. Okay. So start out with two cups of snow peas halved diagonally.
0: Two cups of
1: snow peas halved diagonally. Now, why do you think we have it diagonally? I have no idea. To make it look pretty. (laughs) <laughs> that's it. That's, that's it. 4 cups of mushrooms sliced any mushroom you can get a hold of.
0: 4 cups mushrooms sliced.
1: You've got to go and get a tablespoonful of lemongrass paste and you get that in an Asian grocery store or a another good grocery store that has lemongrass. Big T lemongrass That's right. Tablespoonful of ginger paste. Big
0: T ginger paste. And
1: once again, these are seasoning paste that you can keep in your house. Always buy small jars of these because over time they're not as fresh. So get a small jar boat.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, one and a half tablespoonfuls of tomato paste. One and a
0: half big tea tomato paste. And I
1: now buy these in a tube when I'm using them for things like this. Otherwise, you have to open up the can and you don't know what you're going to do with the rest of the tomato paste. But you can get these now in tubes. Four uh, teaspoons of lemon juice, fresh lemon juice, always better than anything that's reconstituted. Mm-hmm, yeah. A four little tea lemon juice. Four ounce wide, a uh, four ounce with the wide rice noodles. That once again you get in an eight. Asian Grocery Store, Asian section of Grocery Store. Four
0: ounce wide rice noodles. One
1: cup of coconut milk, light coconut milk if you want to use it. I like to use regular coconut milk. It has more oil in it, but it has more taste. Yeah, I
0: like that too. Mm-hmm. A cup of light coconut
1: milk. Half a cup of fresh cilantro leaves.
0: Half a cup fresh cilantro leaves. And if you don't like
1: cilantro, you can use parsley, but cilantro is really much better in mm-hmm. this. Two teaspoons sesame oil. Two little tea, sesame oil. And two tablespoons of low-sodium soy sauce, which tastes better than the regular soy
0: sauce because it has to be more concentrated. Okay, two big tea, low-sodium soy sauce.
1: Okay, in a large bowl, in warm water, soak the noodles for about 15 to 30 minutes. Um, 15 minutes may work, 30 minutes often works too. You can do this before. If you're like me, all of a sudden when you start a recipe, you go, I forgot to soak them. So as soon as you... think about it, soak them, put them in a plastic bag in the refrigerator, then you've got them. Now, in a medium bowl, toss the tofu with the marinade. Here's the marinade, a tablespoonful of soy sauce, plus the lemon juice, lemongrass, ginger paste, and sesame oil. And I would soak it, soak it for probably about 10 to 15 minutes. Heat a large wok or a saute pan over medium heat. Add the tofu in its marinade. Got to put a little bit of oil in there. If it's a non-stick, you won't. If it's a one like I have, which is metal, you've got to put about a tablespoonful of peanut oil. That's my favorite oil for frying like this cook it stirring often until the tofu is golden brown about five minutes push the tofu to one side add the mushrooms cook until they're golden about five more minutes then stir in the drained noodles coconut milk tomato paste and remaining soy sauce toss everything together for one minute then put in the peas and do them until they're tender crisp which is not going to be very long at all one or two minutes divide it among four plates And sprinkle with cilantro. Now, isn't that an easy recipe? (laughs) <laughs> easy for you this to say this is slam <laughs> dunk easy but basically you've got to make the marinade you've got to soak the noodles so there are a number of steps but if you like having wonderful recipes I've got to tell you something coconut milk is really good it's a lot I mean coconut milk is often in Vietnamese Thai, Tibetan and Malaysian food it really adds a wonderful taste and you don't have to send us a letter or call us on a phone you can go to Zorbapaster.org that's zorbaPastor dot org find this recipe many other recipes and of course you can find us through facebook aha uh-huh.
0: 800-462-7413 if you have a question for Zorba 1-800-462-7413 and now Zorba let's see if we can help a listener in Oklahoma City Oklahoma hi
4: hi my name is Sylvia. And I have some questions for my doctor, Sorva. Mm-hmm. My daughter, she is 17. She has been struggling with deep depression since three years ago. Wow. She has been with psychiatrists, mm-hmm. therapists, mm-hmm. all kinds of medicine for mm-hmm. mm-hmm. antidepressants, antipsychotics. Mm-hmm. She improved, but she's still... Pretty bad that she cannot really function at all.
1: Functioning in terms of going to school or, or what? How? Right.
4: Mm-hmm. She has to be in homeschooling because she wasn't able to get up to be awake. Mm-hmm. Sometimes she falls asleep in classes. Oh. oh uh-huh. Um. To homeschooling, it seems a little easier. Mm-hmm. But even when it's easier, she don't have the willing to do. Almost anything. She Almost has no anything. friends. Uh-huh. She uh-huh. isolates herself in her room. Oh,
1: mm-hmm. very difficult.
4: And she 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 takes a shower. Mm-hmm. She does some things. Mm-hmm. But um, like going out, be excited about things, for friends. No. Not I am concerned because it has been three years mm-hmm. and all kind of stuff.
1: She's been to several different psychiatrists or you've just been to one? Yeah. Several different you
4: know, unfortunately, to me, it seems like uh, they cannot help her and they refer her to another psychiatrist mm-hmm. and they refer her to another psychiatrist mm-hmm. and they haven't found the right medication. Sure. This doctor, he suggested procaine Wait. about this mm-hmm. treatment. Mm-hmm. What, what, I treatment? Don't know much.
1: what treatment did they suggest?
4: Procaine? Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not familiar with that.
4: They use it for pain, mm-hmm. and he says that these shots, which should be two or three, mm-hmm. go directly to the brain. So I just wanted to ask if you know about it. What is yeah, your opinion? Yeah, you know, i I'll, I'll,
1: I'll tell you what I, I'll tell you what I would recommend. So first of all,
4: mm-hmm.
1: sometimes you have to go to a different center to get some therapy. There's something called TMS therapy, and TMS therapy has to do with magnets. And it has to do. It's a non-invasive therapy that works for some people. In other words, it's uh, it, you know instead of electroshock therapy, which also works for depression, but you would really not want to do with a seventeen-year-old unless you really had to. These are basically magnets that are put onto the brain in centers, and that can be very, very useful in difficult to treat, difficult to treat depression. It's called transcranial magnetic stimulation. And if you want to read about it, go to the Mayo Clinic website, which is an excellent website, and they'll show you and tell you about uh, essentially about this. And I would look and see whether or not that would work for your daughter. That's what I would do. So I would go to somebody in your area that does TMS and you know, transmagnetic therapy and see whether or not that can help you help her rather because they haven't tried that it's not invasive that's what i think i would go to next especially since she's gone to numerous psychiatrists they've tried different medications see if tms will work for you because you haven't tried that yet and for some people with refractive depression which she may have tms may be the answer
4: i'm gonna try that i am open to new treatments to mm-hmm. help her a quick question What about, like, a natural medicine? Not really...
1: You know it's very hard. You know if you look at if you look at natural medicine for depression, there are some natural medicines uh, you know th- that can help, but it sounds like your daughter needs something a bit more than that. She, we ne- we need something to get her moving so she can do some exercise and act like a 17-year-old and I think you need something you know you know that is stronger than you're going to get with a natural remedy. But TMS is a non-invasive A non-invasive treatment that is useful Mm -hmm. in someone like your daughter, and that's what you need to look at.
4: Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It's a new hope, and definitely I'm gonna try it. And
1: and let us know. Let us know what happens. We'd be very interested. Of
4: course, I love your show. Oh, thank you. That's nice.
0: Thank you so much. Thank Thank you you so much for that call. At
1: 800-462-7413. Very, very difficult. So difficult in a situation like this. When you're the mom and you're looking at your child and your child is a teenager, they're not engaging in normal activities. You've gone to numerous psychiatrists. The medications and other things that she tries have not seemed to work. But TMS, transmagnetic Cranial therapy, does work for some people. Non-invasive, useful. It might work for her.
0: is our number. 1-800-462-7413. Now, Zorba, we have a voicemail from Fairbanks, Alaska.
2: Wondering about the uh, sleep medication Tylenol with Benadryl and uh, Advil with Benadryl. Does that artificial uh, sleep or is it okay for your brain? Thanks,
1: Dr. Zorba. Bye. You know, uh, it's really a very good question. So over-the-counter sleeping pills, the vast, vast majority of them contain antihistamines. The side effect of the antihistamines are basically sleepiness. So the reason why... Um, Advil and Tylenol now have gotten into the uh, Tylenol PM has been around for a long time. Advil, I don't know what the name of it. It's probably something like Advil PM. It's because they're just an antihistamine in there and the side effect is sleepiness. Very good. A lot of people use it. Works for a lot of folks. The problem is people over the age around 60, 65 can have side effects from the Benadryl. In other words, For some people, it can't. There's something called the BEERS list, B-E-E-R-S, named after a doctor who really developed a list that's been updated on what drugs are not good for senior citizens to take. And that particular list, you can look at it on the web, and we can put it on our ZorbaPastor.org website, includes... Benadryl, and other antihistamines. So if you're under the age of 65, on the whole, I think their drugs are okay. They're not addictive. They give you a good night's sleep. For some people, the sleep is very restful. Um, I've taken them on occasion, and I find it makes me groggy in the morning. I can't, I can't tolerate them. But some people tolerate them quite well. Over the age of 65, got to be careful Above that. May make you dizzy in the middle of the night, lead to some urinary retention, especially in men, so they have difficulty urinating uh, in the middle of the night. So once over the 65, the recommendation is not to take that unless you're under a doctor's recommendation, and most doctors are not going to recommend you take that
0: mm. to sleep. is our number if you have a question for Zorba. 1-800-462-7413. But before we take a quick break, Zorba, let's check in with your favorite hair splitters and fault finders, the Grammar Police. First, but we're going to hear from the most easily feather-ruffled faction within the Grammar Police, the Pronunciation Police. <laughs> Remember them? Sticklers. Oh, Sticklers. This is a twofer. The first infraction came to us from Dan in Wisconsin. Dan writes, Dr. Z, I was so happy you recently brought up the Epley maneuver. I was experiencing some vertigo a while back, and uh, a home health aide told me all about it. It worked wonders. I just found it a bit odd that you pronounced it like it was the Apley rather (laughs) than (laughs) Apley. Well, I've seen it. It is with an E. I've seen
1: it written. I really don't know what the correct pronunciation is, so I'll take that as a correction, that it should be Apley's Maneuver, not Apley's Maneuver. I, I, maybe I sort of said, well, Apley's, you know, kind of in between the E and the A, but, but thank, you for, thank you for that tip. I'll be more punctilious when it comes <laughs> to my pronunciation. Thank you very much. That's really nice of you. I hope you enjoyed that because every
0: word is pronounced correctly. (laughs) And Zorba, that was in all, meant that absolutely. Yes, 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 okay. And uh, the next infraction is referring to a recent recipe for a caprice salad, Mm -hmm. and it came to us via a voicemail from a listener in central Oklahoma.
1: Oh, Zorba, it's Caprese. It's Italian.
4: Thanks very much.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> it's Caprese. You know what? That's wonderful. Now that I'll take Caprese. I've just got to remember instead of saying Caprese, Caprese. I didn't mean to sort of uh, say the word wrong.
0: <laughs> caprese. I made the same mistake just now, didn't I? Yeah, exactly. right.
1: that's right. Now you've got to say Caprese, Capre, Caprese. 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 You've got to say it with little, you know, with good diction at the same time. Okay. Thank
0: you. Thank you for that. Yes, we really appreciate that.
1: Appreciate. <laughs> appreciate it. Would you like
0: to join the always growing grammar police? Growing grunting grammar police. <laughs> Post on our Facebook page or send <laughs> yeah. us an
1: email at... Zorba. You've got to pronounce the name right at W-P-R dot O-R-G. Yeah, that's Zorba. Pastor,
0: That's right. Or find us through Facebook. <laughs> we have more of your calls coming up. <laughs> we have another topic to talk about. The show Zorba... will be
1: much longer if I pronounced everything. <laughs> <like> and
0: Zorba <laughs> will be answering more of your emails, <laughs> all coming up on Zorba Pastor on your health from PRX, the Public Radio Exchange. exchange. Tom Clark with Family Doc, Zorba Pastor, here on Zorba Pastor on Your Health. Our number, if you have a question for Zorba, is 1-800-462-7413. But Zorba, before our next call, this seems interesting. Cranberries could improve memory, and ward off dementia?
1: I mean, kind of quite interesting when you think about it. If cranberries were able to do this, this would be really good. The idea is that maybe a cup of cranberries, keep in mind it's a cup of cranberries. That's a lot of cranberries. When you get cranberry juice cocktail, cranberries are bitter. I don't know how much cranberry juice cocktail you would have to do, but but it's something that's kind of interesting. And the reason is cranberries, past studies have shown that flavonoids uh, and some of the micronutrients, which are called anthocyanins and proanthocyanidins, may also be very useful in terms of memory function. And cranberries are filled with these because they're red color, blue color, purple colors, and basically they were trying to find out whether or not it made a difference. So for 12 weeks, they took healthy volunteers, people who are healthy, cognitive healthy, half of them consumed freeze-dried cranberry powder equivalent to a cup or 100 grams of fresh cranberries. So it's a powder. So it was a way of doing it that was a powder. And the other half didn't consume anything. They consumed, obviously, a placebo. And it was the first that actually was looking at functioning of cranberries. They looked at visual, episodic memory to see whether or not it would make a difference. They put them in front of computers to see whether or not it would make a difference. The cranberry juice... Had a few things. They did better on some of these intellectual tests. They also had an improvement in their LDL or bad cholesterol. It went down, Mm -hmm. and it appeared that it may actually improve cognitive function. So it's a short study. It doesn't show a lot. There were sixty people that looked at it. But I think it's something that's interesting that we should look into. Now obviously it was funded in this case by the Cranberry Institute because they want to sell more cranberries. On the other hand, when we look at micronutrients that are in foods, this may be a micronutrient that's worthwhile. And Wisconsin produces a lot of cranberries, by the way. You know that. I don't know if we're number one or number two in the country, but we're Mm -hmm. right up there. So are you saying you believe this? Well, I think it deserves further – I think it deserves – further looking at because we know for instance that uh, a lot of the micronutrients that are in blueberries may improve cognitive function we know that fresh fruits and vegetables are always good for health and always good for things like cognitive function we don't need a lot of cranberries because they in themselves are very very bitter so we eat it in a juice form but this may be an example in a powder form where you can get it so i think what we really need is a number of studies that look a little bit further at this to see whether or not that's the case but in the meantime i think having cranberries,
0: either in juice form or powder form, may be worthwhile. Yeah, interesting. 800-462-7413 is our number. 1-800-462-7413. Now, Zorba, let's see if we can help a listener in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma.
3: Hi. Hello. I had a question about carpal tunnel syndrome. I've had carpal tunnel syndrome for about a year now, mm-hmm. and... I'm using a brace right now and I'm on anti inflammatory uh, pills, 800, naproxen.
1: Naproxen. I
3: have to go back to the doctor mm-hmm. and I was wondering if there's any kind of a herb or any kind of a fruit or anything that can help me.
1: You mean, short of surgery? Have you thought about surgery for carpal tunnel syndrome?
3: Uh, yeah, they was talking about relieving the pressure off of the in my uh, wrist.
1: That's right. That's right. So let me tell you, there, there, there are a number of older treatments. We used to take people with carpal tunnel syndrome and inject a steroid into that tunnel. It's a tunnel in the wrist. You've got these carpal bones, eight little bones in the wrist, and they form a tunnel and our nerves go through that tunnel. One of the nerves goes through that tunnel uh, uh, and that particular nerve, the only nerve, gets compressed and causes the symptoms of carpal tunnel syndrome. But it turns out steroid injections only work temporarily so if you've got mild carpal tunnel wearing wrist splints especially at night can make a difference uh some people that'll work well i had carpal tunnel syndrome that worked for a number of years and then it got out it really got bad it didn't do very well and so i had my carpal tunnel syndrome i had my surgery gosh must be 15 20 years ago and i had it in both wrists keep in mind i had surgery on the right wrist and both wrists got better both of them because I think I probably slept, slept a little bit differently. So I'd recommend, how long have you gone through the carpal tunnel stuff? How long have you had trouble? Uh, it's
3: been about six months now.
1: So go out and get a wrist splint. Have you done that yet?
3: Yes, I got a splint.
1: Do you wear it at night? Yes. Has it helped?
3: Uh, yes, it does help a little bit, but I still have numbness in my ring finger uh-huh. and my finger next to
1: it. Okay, so you know what? The answer is surgery. That's what I would recommend because you don't you can injure those nerves so the numbness never comes back. And frankly, you need something called an EMG beforehand to make sure that nerve indeed isn't working, is compressed at the carpal tunnel, but I would recommend the surgery. Surgery works well. It's outpatient. You want to have a surgeon who does a lot of them. I mean, it's about a 15-minute surgery at max. And it really is successful. It takes a little bit of time to recover from it. Uh, you can't lift heavy things for for a couple of weeks, but it's the surgery is great. My carpal tunnel syndrome went away completely with surgery. I've never been bothered again.
3: Hmm. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome.
1: Thanks thanks for your call. Good luck for you. When you pick a surgeon, as I said, you want to pick someone who does a lot of carpal tunnel surgeries. And let me give you a couple of recommendations. You want somebody who gives a minimal scar. And the reason is there are some other surgeons, often older surgeons, that do larger scars and often put you in a cast for up to three to six weeks. You don't want that type of surgery. You want a tiny scar where they go in, hardly anything. And if they use any kind of a cast, they use just a soft little cast for a few days to get over it. So you want somebody who does the minimal, inv- the minimally invasive surgery for this. Got yeah, it?
0: That's yeah, important. We appreciate that. Call at 800-462-7413. 1-800-462-7413. Okay, Zorba, let's do that segment where we give one of your naysayers some airtime. This is a Disagreeing with the Doc. Disagreeing
2: with the Doc. Disagreeing.
0: okay zorba we're not sure exactly what prompted this message but it could have been a response to one of the many conversations we've had about quaker oats oatmeal and its famous pitchman wilfred brimley this is a voicemail from a listener in wisconsin
2: dr zorba your program is informative and you are charming so do that- not reveal your limited knowledge of things like the attire of historic figures. The Quaker Oats Package has a correctly garbed individual from Quakerism of the 18th century, and it's silly to have to listen to you talk about things you do not know when you do such a good job of the things you do know.
1: Well, thank you so much for your comment. I never knew about with the Quaker Oats. But, I mean, it is on a package. And I think we were talking about other packaging and materials that were changed. But thank you for the update. And, yes, sometimes I do comment on things that I have minimal knowledge about. But you know what? It's something that I'll try to improve in the future. I think that was too nice a response from you. (laughs) You know what? She was so
0: nice at the beginning of the voicemail. (laughs) Okay. Do you find yourself disagreeing with Zorba about the unappreciated intersection of oatmeal and fashion? (laughs) Who doesn't, right? (laughs) Just post on our Facebook page or send us an email at... Zorba at WPR.org. Back to the phones we go now, Zorba. Not a moment too soon. (laughs) Let's hear a voicemail now from a listener right here in Madison, Wisconsin.
3: Yes, I have a question about leg cramps. Charlie horses um, almost every morning uh, try to drink fluids, just wondering what causes them. Thank you.
1: Well, we'd all like to know what causes them. That's what we'd all like to know. Age causes them. You tend to get more leg cramps when you're older. Uh, some people find that when they take magnesium, it helps their leg cramps, although these are people who are not necessarily deficient in magnesium. Uh, it used to be that you took quinine for leg cramps. Quinine was a big thing. There was a drug called Quinam, Q-U-I-N-A-M-M. Then the feds said, hey, it's an old remedy. Let's test it. Let's do some double-blind studies because otherwise you can't produce it and you Found, and they found out that it doesn't do anything at all. But people still write Canadian pharmacies to get quinine because it's an old folk remedy for it. The answer is I don't think we have a good answer for leg cramps. We don't have a good way of treating it. We don't have a good answer. Stretching mm-hmm. the muscles may work a little warmth. The English take a little bit of warm milk before they go to sleep at night. But they're Brits. They like to take warm milk <laughs> for anything. It's either warm milk or a hot toddy. If you're a Brit, that's what you do. I have a feeling that every culture in the world has a cure for leg cramps. And I could write a whole book, Leg Cramps, From Here to Eternity, (laughs) Find the Cure. I don't have an answer. Do you get leg cramps at all? No, actually, I don't. I get leg cramps periodically. I just get cramps and it's very, very painful. Carl, do you get leg cramps? No, but sometimes I get uh, restless leg syndrome. So he gets... Right. So, and that... And restless leg, we actually have medications for that, but that will not work for leg Well, rips. you know what I have, Zorba, is, is,
0: is weak legs. You I have, have weak trouble legs.
1: walking. You have weak legs. Well, yeah. that has nothing to do with legs. That's because you're... You've got to walk. You're going you? to say old that,
0: you. I, I just moved to the other side of that.
1: You caught me in the act. We got it.
0: Before we head out, Zorba, let's do the segment where we feature what our wonderful listeners are writing on the Zorba Pastor on Your Health Facebook page. This is called Facebook Feedback.
4: Facebook.
0: Okay, Zorba. First up, Maggie in Baraboo, Wisconsin, asks, are allergies worse this year than other years? I'm experiencing unusual itchy, watery eyes and a stuffy head. I'm using Zyrtec, Opcon A, and Flonase, but I can't keep up with it. Help. Well, first of all,
1: every year is the worst year for allergies. So every year at this time, people go oh my gosh, this is the worst allergy. I've never had allergies this bad. The answer is allergies change. You change. Sometimes there is more pollen in the air and sometimes the years really are bad. But also your body has an individual response. So sometimes your body responds more aggressively with allergies than other years. Mm -hmm. So some people just have an awful year and other people, they go, "Eh, it doesn't bother me nearly as much. She's doing everything right. Zyrtec is a great antihistamine. Flonase is what you want to put in your nose or any one of the other uh, anti, uh, anti-allergy eye drops in the eyes. And then... Uh, at nighttime, Benadryl is a much better antihistamine, but it makes you sleepy. But I would take 50 milligrams of Benadryl at bedtime, and those are the things you do. I mean, for some people, they just produce uh, you know, produce all of this. The old-fashioned treatment was to give you a shot of steroid, which was great. I mean, steroids just took care of them, was a shot that people went into. But you don't want that because a steroid shot can have other side effects. Mm. So the answer is keep up with the work, add a
0: little Benadryl at bedtime, 50 milligrams, and see if that That helps. Mm -hmm. Finally, this is from a listener named Melissa in Tennessee. I'm 46 years old, have hypothyroidism that was treated with radio iodine Mm -hmm. many years ago. Mm
1: -hmm. Radioactive iodine. Uh
0: I had COVID with Mm -hmm. pneumonia last winter and was hospitalized for four days. A few months ago, mm-hmm. I noticed that my hair was coming out in large quantities. Mm-hmm. I didn't think much of it at first because I've always had a very long, thick hair, and it does periodically shed. However, this continued for six weeks, resulting in approximately half of my hair falling out. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. I reached out to my hairdresser for advice And she mentioned that I was not her only client with thick hair who had COVID and also had this issue. Mm -hmm. I am treating my head with Nioxin, Mm -hmm. and it seems to have slowed the hair loss to a more normal rate so far. My question for you is, is this thyroid and age-related, or have you heard of COVID side effects Of hair loss, I don't think it's
1: from the radioactive iodine. It doesn't cause hair loss. Um, Age, of course, has some hair loss. I think it's related to the COVID. We know, we know that if you have any kind of a serious medical problem, no matter what it is, you end up in the hospital. COVID-related, not COVID-related, get a pneumonia. You can get hair loss over a period of time that follows that, and it can take a year, six months to a year, to recover from that. So, any kind of a physiological problem can produce hair loss. So A, COVID is what I would blame, and B, just getting pneumonia of any sort in the hospital can cause it. So hopefully it'll come back. Usually it does come back, but it takes a while for those hair follicles to wake up. But it's a, it would be a COVID-related hair loss. That's mm-hmm. what I
0: would say. Thanks to our wonderful listeners for all the Facebook comments. And of course, you can always send us an old-fashioned email at... Zorba at WPR.org. See you next week, Zorba.
1: I hope, Tom.
0: If you missed anything (laughs) during the show or just want to stream the show online anytime, visit us on the web at zorbapastor.org or, of course, you can get there through Facebook. And don't forget, you can call us anytime to leave us your question at 800-462-7413. Zorba Pastor on Your Health is a production of Wisconsin Public Radio. It's not intended as a medical diagnosis, so please do check with your doc. Our executive producer is Carl Christensen. Our technical director is Brad Kohlberg. Our theme music is by Leo and Ben Sedron. For Zorba Pastor, I'm Tom Clark, asking you to join us on the next Zorba Pastor on Your Health.
2: Did you miss something on today's show? Simply go to ZorbaPastor.org to catch up on all things Zorba. There you will find recipes from the show, links to the Facebook page, Zorba's Healthy Living Articles,
1: and you can subscribe to the weekly podcast. On the web, that's
2: ZorbaPastor.org.